Good Morning Truth. This is a special Good Morning Truth this morning as we did not have Bible study last night because I called for everyone to just breathe, just take a break and pray for our country. I don't have to tell you all everything that is going on from the pandemic to the debates to the political agendas that are going all kinds of different ways. We need prayer. We need God. And in the midst of all of this, we are embarking on an election, a very, very important election. And I was talking to someone the other day, someone older than me who I have a whole lot of respect for and who I deem much wiser than me. And we were talking and it surprised me that they supported the separation of church and state. It blew my mind. And it blew my mind because as Christians, we have no problem if we have individual issues going on in our life. We can go to the Bible. We know to do that. We have something going on in our family. Go to the Bible. What does the Word of God say? If we have something going on in our churches, let's go to the Word of God. But the world, who we are not supposed to allow to transform our thinking, has convinced us when it comes to government and politics that we no longer can go to the Word of God, that God has nothing to do with our government and our politics. How can that be when we base everything else on the standard of God, when the core of who we are is rooted in our belief system, which we say is aligned with the Word of God. But when it comes to our government, we don't want God in it. See, everybody wants to say, God bless America. That sounds wonderful, real cushy. But we don't want to be one nation under God. And I found out in the last few weeks that our Christian community is just as divided when it comes to politics and voting as the world is. Why is that? Well, we have some Christians who have actually bought into the concept that we're not supposed to engage in politics. We're not supposed to speak out in government form, forums, nor are we supposed to vote. Hmm. I had someone tell me that we're citizens of the kingdom of God, not the world. Hmm. That amazed me because for y'all, all of you who have been following me, you know that one of my biggest things is an inconsistent truth is a lie. And we as Christians have got to be more determined to decipher and shut down the lies, especially when it hinders the exaltation of the kingdom of God. See, 
Romans 12 and 2 says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when we say that we are citizens of the kingdom of God, not the world, that is totally a misconstrued statement. Yes, you are citizens of the kingdom of God as believers, but God is not crazy. He has not lost his mind, nor has he forgotten where he has placed you. God knows that as a citizen of his kingdom, he has placed you on earth in this world. And when he speaks of not being patterned or conformed or giving into the world system, he's talking about a mindset, knowing that you physically live and dwell amongst the others in the world. We live and dwell amongst other humans, amongst Satan's minions. All God is saying is don't let them interrupt your mindset that should be on me. Now, God, in Genesis 1.27, it says that he created us in his own image. And then he blessed them. And he said to them, referring to Adam and Eve, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue. Subdue means overcome, master, control, overwhelm, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Well, guess what? Satan moveth upon this earth. We are to have dominion over everything, including Satan. So, now let me ask you this. If we're not supposed to, as Christians, involve ourselves in politics and the government and the whole practice of voting, who was God given dominion to in Genesis? Because whoever he was given dominion to, he was making them leaders, governing bodies. He was putting them in authoritative positions. Was he giving it to those who he created in his image, which is us, or was he giving it to Satan? I believe that he was giving it to us. Now, hmm, let me tell you what God says about the governing authorities. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. That's Romans 13 and 1. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Now, if the governing authorities have been established by God, they have been put in place, he has approved the structure. You cannot convince me that he does not want believers and the citizens of his kingdom to be involved in those governing authorities. 
See, scripture tells us that God established the government. This does not mean that he agrees with those who we have put in to leadership positions. And we're going to address that in a moment. Now, if God established the governing authorities, you can rest assured that he means for believers, those who call on him, those who have a relationship with him, those that know to pray to him, you can believe that he wants and needs us to be involved. God did not create, establish, or call for us to be subject to anyone other than him. He does not want us subject to those who are non-believers. So what does that mean? That means more believers, more of those who are in relationship with him need to step into the position of governing authorities. We have got to learn how to decipher the word of God. You have some people saying, well, Jesus refused political position. First and foremost, let's just address that from a common sense standpoint. Jesus' whole ministry only lasted three years. Jesus was here for a whole different assignment. Picking up the position of a, a politician would have derailed his mission. Not to mention, if you go and read when he turned down and ran from the political assignment, it wasn't because God was ordaining him not being a governing authority. It was because of the people and the reason that they had for wanting to exalt him as a political leader. And their reasoning really reared up and showed itself because Keep reading the story. Those same people who wanted to exalt him as a political leader stood and hollered with the rest, crucify him. See, that's when it comes proper discernment. When you are in relationship with God, you can discern what sounds good, yeah, sound may sound real good to be a political leader. But when you are in relationship with God and you have that spirit of discernment on you, you know that the world can't offer you nothing better than what God can offer you. And Jesus was focused on God's mission, not the mission of the people. Jesus knew his mission. See, we are dwelling here on earth. We have been given dominion. We have been charged to subdue. I urge each of you who are on the fence about voting to understand that if voting wasn't biblical, God would have never told us how to choose our leaders. Deuteronomy 1.13 says, Choose for your tribes wise, understanding, 
and experienced men, and I will point them as your heads. I'm going to read this again. Choose for your tribes wise, understanding, and experienced men, and I will appoint them as your heads. The problem has been this. We as a nation have not chosen the wise, the understanding, and the experience. The world has chosen its leaders based on selfish agendas, based on political power. Buying into the concept of separation of church and state benefits who? It surely doesn't exalt the kingdom of God. So it must nurture the agenda of Satan. So why are we so quick to buy into it? Why are believers letting this be exalted as the standard? God is going to hold us accountable as he gave us dominion. Dominion means we are supposed to set the tone. And we haven't done that. It is time for Christians to stand up and stand tall and declare that we know the word of God and we know the will of God. And we will choose our leaders based on God's instructions and we will hold our leaders accountable according to the standard of God. God promises that when we bring before him the wise, the understanding, and the experience that he will appoint, meaning he will bless. And this country like never before needs God's blessing. The promise of blessings always refer to those who recognize God's authority and heed to his instruction. Every day is a new day. And today we can start doing this thing God's way. Remember, When you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable.